Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Hey, good morning church. Justin here. Well, I am so excited to be able to share around the Word of God with you this morning. This Sunday, for many of you watching will know that it is Pentecost Sunday. So I just want to pray that God would deposit His living Word on the inside of you right now. That every heart watching this will be open to receive from heaven this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And so Pentecost Sunday really is a time for us to remember the events that took place in that upper room on the day of Pentecost. Uh, A lot of you may be familiar with that story in Acts 2. But I think not only to remember, it's really important that we understand the greater implications of this story. And what is that? That is that you and I as believers are called to live a spirit-filled life. So if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to come with me to Acts in chapter 1, starting in verse 4. And it says this, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put under his authority, but you shall receive power. If you have a pen, I want you to highlight, circle, underline that word power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses, again, highlight, circle, underline that word witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the title of my message this morning is this, Living a Spirit-Filled Life. And so what really does that mean? You know, I believe for us as believers in a church, living a Spirit-Filled life is living a life in such a way that we bear witness to Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And I want you to see in the scripture we just read, Jesus is saying this, In order for you guys to bear witness to me, in order for you guys to do what I want you to do here in Jerusalem, in Judea, and all Samaria, even to the ends of the world, you're going to need a certain kind of power on the inside of you. It's not just a mental power. It's not a physical power. It's not even an earthly power, but it's a supernatural power. It's a power that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And so why is that so significant for you and I? Well, in Matthew 28, 18, we know that there is a great commission that's given to us as the body of Christ. You and I have an assignment we need to finish while we're here on earth. Amen. And it's this in Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. Amen. You know, in order to fulfill that great commission, I believe you and I need to be committed to living a spirit-filled life. And living that spirit-filled life requires of us to live in such a way that we understand, yet we're able to live above circumstances, we're able to live above our understanding, our attitudes, and even our feelings. You know, it's living a life that comes in line with and agrees with the truth of God's Word. And so I want you to see and understand this morning that there is this partnership that exists between power and witness. You know, without the power of the Holy Spirit, 
we can run the risk of living a witnessless kind of life. You know, the greatest example, of course, that we have to follow is that of Jesus. You know, we know, we know that Jesus gets to a certain age where he becomes very intentional about doing what the Father has sent him to do. And the very first thing he does is he seeks out John the Baptist in order that he may be baptized. You know, I always thought that's kind of, why does he need to do that, right? He's the Son of God. Surely he's got heaven backing him all the way. Surely he can just get on with the mission ahead of him. But You know, Jesus is very intentional about being baptized. Why? So that he can receive and partner with the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 3.16 that as Jesus is coming out of those baptism waters, that the Holy Spirit comes and rests on him. Jesus receives the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit, and then he goes out ready to do what the Father has sent him to do. You know, as Jesus ministers and bears witness to the kingdom of heaven, People are being drawn to him. But I want you to see that it's not just people being drawn to him for what he has to say. You see, you've got to understand that here is this rabbi, this teacher that turns up on the scene and he walks into the middle of Israel's society and culture and he carries on him this incredible power. It's his power to heal, to cast out demons, to release those that are oppressed, to forgive sins, to restore People who for centuries before have been living under law now are experiencing this freedom. And so they begin to flock to Jesus and they're bearing witness of this power to others, even as Jesus himself is bearing witness. You know, in Isaiah 61.1, it paints a beautiful picture for us again of this partnership between the power of the Holy Spirit and our ability to witness. It says this in Isaiah 61.1. It says that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are barred. I want to tell you this morning that the same Holy Spirit that outworked in the life of Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that wants to outwork in your life. You know, and God has made available to everyone who calls on the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, in a moment, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never asked for the Holy Spirit to come upon you or invited him in your life to do that. But I want you to know this morning that you are anointed, that the Spirit of God is upon you because he has a plan and a purpose for your life. The same anointing that rested on Jesus' life, I want to tell you, rests on your life so that you can bear witness to the power of God right where you are, in your home, amongst your family, in the workplace. And I think for a lot of you hearing me this morning, you're going, Justin, that sounds great, but I think you've become very good at putting down maybe your part to play in this. You know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, really, what is it that I have to say? What can I truly give to someone? Who can I lead? You know, if I'm honest, Justin, maybe I've never really experienced the power of God or supernatural power in my life. But if that is you, I want to encourage you in Romans 8, the great apostle Paul tells us this. He says that when the spirit of God comes upon you, verse 16 and 17, it says, The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we're heirs, heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. If we indeed suffer with him that we may be glorified together. So you and I have an inheritance in God. We share the same inheritance that Christ has 
in the kingdom of heaven. I think that's incredible. You know, with that same inheritance comes the same equipping and access to the power of the Holy Spirit that we can do what Christ did. In fact, Scripture says that we can do what Christ did and more. Amen. I want you to receive the truth this morning. Church, that as believers, you and I are empowered to accomplish all that God has called us to through the power of His Holy Spirit. You know, in Acts 2, we see the Holy Spirit comes upon the followers of Jesus. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says this, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Again, take out that pen, underline, circle, highlight those words, one accord in unity, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, the greatest position we as a church can take right now in these times, I believe, is one of unity, where we as believers come together and stand in agreement, you know, beyond location, beyond borders, beyond boundaries, even beyond denominations, when we come together and agree together, I believe it's there the Holy Spirit comes to rest, that He moves, that He ministers. And we've, we've been called as a body of Christ to witness the name of Jesus in our lives. Then I believe every part of that body needs to work together in unity so the Holy Spirit can move. Amen. You know, and I love this story of Peter in this in this story here, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He stands up on the day of Pentecost and he begins to speak one of the most powerful sermons that Scripture tells us about. And he's speaking to a crowd that have gathered to see what all the commotion was about. And we know that through what Peter says, he gives witness and testimony to who Jesus is. But so powerful and so convicting and convincing is what he has to say. That 3,000 people right there and then believe on the name of Jesus and are baptized. But I want you to remember this. This is the same Peter that only days earlier had rejected Jesus and fled for his life into hiding. You know, this is the same Jesus... Uh, sorry, the St. Peter that sat very apathetically as Jesus was washing the feet of his disciples. The St. Peter that even fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane while Jesus is sweating blood in anguish. You know, the Bible tells us early on in Peter's life he was quite an impulsive and immature man. But here on the day of Pentecost, it's that same Peter filled with the Holy Spirit stands up and does something that in the natural he probably thought there's no way I could ever do that. He speaks to a crowd of thousands, including the religious leaders, the same religious leaders that only days earlier had crucified Jesus. I want to encourage you, I say that because of this, don't discredit God using your life as a witness to someone else, to some other person, to a family, based on what you think you lack. If you will invite the Holy Spirit again afresh into your life to do a work on the inside of you, I believe that He will provide for you what you lack. He will equip you with all that you need to accomplish the call of God on your life. You know, there's an amazing scripture, Ephesians 3.20, and it tells us this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So there is a power at work on the inside of us that enables God to do far above what we could ever ask or expect 
or think in and of ourselves. And that church is living a spirit-filled life. And you know, throughout scripture, the Holy Spirit, he's called many things. You know, he's our comforter. He's our advocate. He's an intercessor for us. He's a revealer of truth. He's our helper. He's a strengthener. You know, he's sent from God the Father to partner with us in order that we can run this race set before us and get to the end. Amen. Lay hold of the prize that's set for us at the end. I really believe with all my heart this morning that if you will purpose to take time in your life to listen to the Holy Spirit, that He will begin to speak to you afresh right where you're at in the season you're in, and He will equip you that you can go and bear witness in your life to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, maybe for some of you watching right now, you've never really made that decision to invite Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus loves you. You know, the Bible's very clear. It says, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. That without Him, you know, we deserve to spend an eternity separated from Him in darkness. But by the grace of God, you know, He sent His one and only Son, whom He loved with everything He was, to die a tragic and horrific death on a cross. Why? So that all our sins, the price of our sins, would be paid in full that they would be completely forgiven, that we would be taken out of darkness and received into, adopted into the family of God. You know, Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. So if that's you right now, I want you to know Jesus can come into your life That He wants to forgive you of all your sins. I want you to hear me this morning. There's nothing that you have ever done in your past. Nothing you are doing or nothing that you may do that Jesus cannot forgive. What He wants for you is a life of freedom. A life full of peace. A life full of joy. A life full of strength. So if that's something you want to do right now. God's moving on the inside of you. Maybe your heart's beating a little faster. I want you to pray this prayer. It's a simple prayer right where you're at with me. Would you pray this with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Hey, well, if you prayed that prayer, let me just say, well done. I'm so proud of you. That is the most important prayer you will ever pray. If you have prayed that, we as a church would love to continue to support you in that decision you've just made, help you understand it, help you to grow in a new faith you found. So if that is you this morning, can you please reach out to us, info at c3noosa.org, just so we can make contact and help you. As I mentioned earlier on in what I was saying, for those of you that have never had the opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit into your life, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want to give you that opportunity right now. So all I'm going to ask very simply is that you just lift your hands to heaven and I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would come right now and fill you where you're at. I want you to relax. There's nothing to be worried about. God will simply fill you with His Holy Spirit. You know, as we were reading in Scripture on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit filled those believers, they started to speak in tongues. You know, and speaking in tongues is simply just a natural outworking 
of a spiritual occurrence on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. So don't worry if you've never done that before. I'm simply going to ask, open your mouth and allow the Spirit of God to leave you. So let's pray right now. Father, I thank you that you have sent your Holy Spirit to empower us, to equip us, to help us walk with you every day. God, right now I'm praying for every person watching this. Father, with their arms lifted to heaven, God, that you would baptize them right now in the name of Jesus with your Holy Spirit. Father, fill them. Fill them to overflowing with the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you right now, Lord, that I begin to speak in a heavenly language. God, that you're empowering them to do all that you have called them to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, well, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. I'm telling you, life gets better when you live it empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's been so wonderful to spend this time with you. Be blessed. Have an amazing week. Why don't you and your family get ready right now as we come around another time of worship. God bless. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.